You're listening to Special Programming, sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of Veterans Affairs Plus does not reflect the views or opinions of Public Radio KUNV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host, and like always, we start out with a few announcements and certainly want to do that with regards to some condolences to certainly to the family of Stanley Armstrong, a.k.a. O.J. Uh, Rancho graduate. He just passed away, so condolences to his family and also to the family of Torres Thomas, longtime friend, longtime Las Vegan. She recently passed away. And to Joyce Arnold's family, she is a fancy dancer along with my wife, Marcia. She recently transitioned. And to my sister, Kathy Richardson, on the loss of her grandson, Chairman uh, Maurice Sanders, he recently passed away. And then on the congratulations side to the Victory Baptist Church family as they celebrate the new installation of their pastor, Sean Taylor out of Texas, so congrats to them. I want to say congrats to 88.1 KCP as they celebrate 50 years of service to our valley. Now, we are honored, extremely honored, a long time, and I'd be disingenuous if I told you guys we were really, really tight, but we are friends, and that is Senator Cortez Masto. Hey, Senator, how are you? Oh, Dave, I'm great. How are you doing? Great to talk with you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I know you're in a scramble mode. I know you got other things to do. I've talked to your great uh, communications director and uh, due to some technical issues, they just got some new phone lines. We weren't able to get her on the line with you. But I trust that we will get through this uh, without much of a problem. Uh, Senator, were you born and raised in, in Las Vegas? <laughs> yes, I was. This is my home. I was not only was I born and raised in Las Vegas, I'm third generation. I've um, been here pretty much my whole life. For the first, I would say for the first 15 years of my life, I lived on um, Penwood Avenue uh, oh. between Arville and Decatur. And do you remember, and I remember when oh, Decatur was as far as you went at that time, right? Oh, that was yeah. the major parkway. That's right. Do you was, remember that? And there was yes. nothing left. Absolutely. There was dust after that. And uh, <laughs> right. not very far from Clark High School, where I went to high school. Well, that's where I went to high school. I went to uh, you went to Clark. I'm a proud product of I did. I'm a proud <laughs> product of the public school system. I talk about that because I went to Han- Doris Hancock Elementary. I went to Cashman Junior High. Oh my um, I actually went to Matt Kelly as well, and then I I uh, went to Clark High School. I'm a graduate, Clark Chargers. What what year? May I ask? Oh my gosh, you're gonna age, you're gonna that's age a, that's me. Okay. I graduated. You're doing well. I graduated from Clark in 1982. I was uh, class of 70, but I got a GED the same year of my class. But uh, we're certainly oh, good for you. Yes, we're, we're certainly pleased to have you, Senator. Uh, in fact, how long have you been serving in the Senate? You know, I uh, was elected, uh, Nevada's elected me in uh, 2016 to the Senate. Very proud to honor and represent my state. Absolutely. 
And, you know, this is Veterans Affairs Plus is the key of this show. And one of the things that we're certainly interested in sharing with our listening audience, and we are still growing an audience, and we have a lot of veterans out there that we certainly want you to convey some of the things that you've done in their in their interests, if you would. Uh, absolutely. I um, let me just say this before we even get any further, because I'm I'm a proud daughter of a veteran oh, sure. uh, and granddaughter of, of veterans, right? In in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what's so interesting, Dave? Even um, later on in life, I didn't even learn this. I just we the family just found out of this. I have an, a great uncle, my grandmother on mm-hmm. my uh, Mexican American side. Mm-hmm. Um, he we unbeknownst to us, we knew he served in the military. He actually parachuted into Normandy. Wow. Yeah, there's things you don't know or realize um, until later on when you have an opportunity to talk to, you know, some of your family members. But this is, listen, this is the reason why I get to work on issues, bipartisan issues, right? We're both Democrats, Mm -hmm. Republicans working to help our veterans. And so I get the opportunity to stand up for our veterans every single day. It's it's one of my top priorities. One of the things I'm very proud of is – you know, some of our vets here in the state, they've been waiting nearly a decade mm-hmm. and had talked to multiple elected officials to try to get a veterans cemetery built in Elko, Nevada. Oh. And once I got into office, I learned that they were still struggling to get it done. So I brought together all the stakeholders, including our local officials and our federal officials. Mm-hmm. And we finally got a deal struck to get it done. So I am proud to say we have a veterans cemetery going into Elko, Nevada right now because of the work that I've been able to do. Kudos to you. Um, Yeah, and I I think it's important as so many veterans that I talk to throughout the state. Here's the other thing I also know talking with our veterans, and and Dave, you'll appreciate this, is I was proud to recently um, support and pass the PACT Act, which this is legislation to get our veterans who were exposed to toxins in the line of duty the actual care that they need. They now can access health care for their their needs and you know it's outrageous to me that they weren't able to get this health care even though they served our country were exposed to these toxins and now we just pass this legislation to really give them that support and then i will say i there's other legislation i introduced legislation to protect uh, va benefits for our mm-hmm. student veterans working mm-hmm. remotely uh, which was assigned into law last year i go on to our campuses and talk to our veterans all the time i want to make sure um, our college campuses, our universities, we're doing everything to support them. And then right. I have worked um, really hard to combat the crisis of veteran suicides and expand mental health resources to our vets as well. So there's a lot of work that I've been able to get done and more um, I know that, that I'm going to be able to, to work on to the benefit of our veterans. And again, absolutely, this is all bipartisan work, right? This is everybody working together yes. uh, to make sure we're, we're supporting our veterans. Now, Senator, would you go over that first one again? The first one you mentioned? The, the cemetery in Elko, no, Nevada? No, I'm sorry, the second one, the PAC or something? The PAC Act. Yeah, we call it the PAC Act. What this was is this is something that we have been fighting to get done. There were so many members um uh, military members who are veterans now mm. who during the line of duty were exposed to toxins. Right. Um, and they, once they, um, um, uh, then, um, actually, uh, you know, left the line of duty, um, and were in the private sector again, mm-hmm. they were unable to get healthcare, even though they had been exposed to those toxins while they were serving our, our, uh, our country. Right. And so it was important for us to finally pass the legislation that now gives them the access to the health care they need for that exposure to those toxins. 
Is this the one that uh, coincides or part of the the one I keep hearing on, and seeing on TV, Camp Lejeune? Combination, yeah, I, okay. I think that's a combination. What you're seeing now is mm-hmm. um, whether whether and how whether you served abroad or served here, if you were exposed and could be at a military camp like Camp Lejeune or somewhere, right? And now you have the ability to seek healthcare and get the help you need and support you need for that exposure to those toxins while you served. Excellent, excellent. Well, I can tell you that uh, we are pleased with the work that you're doing on behalf of veterans. Is there anything that you have that that comes off the top of your head with respect to anything pending as we get close to uh, our time together? Well, I will say that I am uh, proudly uh, working for our veterans every single day and will work with any one of my colleagues who will stand up for our veterans. Um, I do know there are other things that uh, we need to still mm-hmm. address to make sure that our veterans have access to their benefits for service-related medical conditions, right. um, and we need to get that passed. There's a piece of legislation around that. Um, and unfortunately, um, there's still work that we need to do to make sure our veterans have access to the mental health care they need. Excellent. Uh, and finally, uh, address and understand veteran suicide and prevent that. Right. So that's that's where um, my my focus is now to make sure we get legislation passed to get those essential services to our veterans. Well, Senator, we certainly appreciate you for, I know your schedule is extremely vis- busy at this stage of the, the campaign, if you will, and we certainly encourage people to get out and vote. This woman is working for us veterans, so, and I am a veteran, which I didn't mention. I served uh, from 71 to 73, and I am pleased and honored to have served our country, and we appreciate the work that you continue to do for us, Senator. So, Godspeed to you. Dave, thank you. You as well. So appreciate your work. It's All always right. great to talk with you. All right. Take care, sir. Good morning once again. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm your host, Dave Washington. Our next guest is a longtime friend of mine and a longtime Las Vegan, Mr. Fernando Romero. How you doing, sir? Dave, I'm doing well. How are you? I am well. I am well. I'm pleased to, to have you on our show. A couple well, quick questions. How, how long have you lived in Las Vegas? 55 years. 55 years. From a little ranch to a metropolitan city. What can I tell you? So, from where? I said from a little ranch that Las Vegas was. Oh, okay. It was a very small oasis town. Right. So, uh. Now it's a big oasis town. <laughs> absolutely. So, do you consider yourself a community activist? No, I consider myself a trailblazer and a community leader. Okay, cool. So I know you are involved with, and tell me your role with the uh, Hispanics in politics. What's your role there? Well, I'm the uh, I'm the president of Hispanics in politics. I've been involved since its inception 42 years ago, in August. I've been president on and off for 20 years. Um, but it's um, you know it's been it's, it's hard you know obviously but uh, but it's rewarding you know to see things grow to think, see things accomplished but uh, you know it's one of those things where um, you get involved and you can't stop you know and that's what it is <laughs> but um, again I've been involved from the get go I I founded Kappa Alpha Psi uh, UNLV chapter uh-huh. um, that was back in '69 and I also founded the uh, 
uh, student organization Latinos at UNLV, uh, also uh, in forty in sixty nine, and a uh, number of things that that that, uh, that I've done, you know, as far as uh, being a so called trailblazer and mm-hmm. and also as president of Hispanic in politics, right? Uh, you know, being on a committee with uh, the Jen Jones Mayor Jen Jones formed that uh, mm-hmm. that that uh, uh, it was a committee of four to mm-hmm. establish uh, wards five and six. Right. Uh, so that, that was rewarding in and of itself. Sure. So what is your uh, your your mission or purpose with, with HIP? The, the main thing is to get people involved with uh, with uh, the community, with uh, empowering the Latino community in, in all facets of life mm-hmm. in Southern Nevada. And we've been doing that for, uh, again, over 40 years, you know, and... Uh, you know, we were trying to get uh, people involved in politics, either as candidates or as volunteers, and uh, and also to have people who are um, identify people who are knowledgeable in certain areas. When uh, uh, boards and commissions need to be filled, we make recommendations. You know, that kind of thing. Involved in all facets of life here in Southern Nevada. Right. And been in existence for some forty plus years, and you mentioned, or you didn't mention, but I know that you do have a a monthly breakfast. Tell us a little bit about that, or tell the listening audience. Well, then in the March of nineteen ninety five, in other words, twenty seven years ago, we initiated uh, the first Wednesday of every month. We have a political forum, and in which we invite uh, one, two, three, or four. Uh, um, either elected or appointed officials to come in and speak on the issues mm-hmm. uh, as, as to what the governing, including also, by the way, candidates for offices, and particularly uh, in, in times like this, in like, uh, election cycles, right. we have uh, you know people come to us and ask if they can be, be on our forum, our program, mm-hmm. and if uh, we find them to be viable individuals, viable candidates, we certainly open the door to them. So what is the requirement for a membership? And I assume that you always uh, want to grow your membership. Well, no, we do. And uh, the, the, the principal thing, of course, is to be a uh, register to vote. That's the, the principal thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want people that they can have that are, that, that are empowered to vote so that we can uh, you know, open doors and, and make sure that uh, when we endorse somebody, that we're endorsing somebody that that is going to be uh, supported by our membership, you know, that that do both. Right. Well, that's interesting and and certainly worthy of folks who come before your group, before the membership, and and seek your endorsement. In fact, I, I received something uh, recently. If you would and don't mind, would you give us the the top, uh, you know, like the governor, senate. Uh, with respect to uh, folks that you have, you as a membership and as an organization have uh, endorsed? Well, we've endorsed uh, Governor Sisolak uh, for uh, re-election. We've endorsed uh, Lieutenant Governor uh, Lisa Cano Burkett for uh, Lieutenant Governor to retain her as Lieutenant Governor, uh, Cecil Aguilar for Secretary of State, uh, Alan Spiegel for Controller, um, Zach Conine for Treasure, and uh, let's see, am I missing somebody? Oh, Aaron, Aaron Ford for um, 
to retain him or uh, keep him elected, re-election of right. um, the uh, post of AG. And I assume this is something that you guys do on an annual basis. Well, uh, election cycles, yeah. Right. Okay. Very good. So, again, how does one go about, say, they would like to become a member of your organization? What's the process? Well, the, we do have a, a website. It's uh, Nevada. The, the word Nevada spelled out, dot .org. HIPNevada.org. And we have an application there that they can uh, fill out and, and mail in. It's only um, $35 uh, for membership. And um, I, I think it's well worth it because you do have a voice in, in what's going on in politics, and, and particularly within the Hispanic community. Now, you don't have to be Hispanic to be a member, but you do have to have um, uh, the heart involved in, in, uh, in what we uh, we we try to do what we want to do, you know. Right. You have to have that that kind of uh, involvement uh, with us uh, in order to to be able to participate. So I assume you have members from all over the valley. Yes, we do. We do, and and at all levels too. Um, you know, we have uh, county commissioners. We have elected officials. In other words, that are members of of our organization as well as. As, as uh, the uh, you know everyday Jose and Maria and and Ruben and uh, um, you know George and everybody else belonging to to Hispanic politics, we're at all levels. Now you mentioned the university early on. So, do you guys have anything with respect to uh, a student membership or or recruitment of students? Well, we have a young man that we uh, just came on board to look on board to our board. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Emer Cespedes, and Emer is involved very heavily in uh, in uh, at UNLV with the students, and we are uh, in the process of uh, actually forming a young a youth committee mm-hmm. so that they can uh, uh, participate in all levels of uh, of education of, of community. Right? In essence. Of the university, uh, the community college. Right. All right. Well, as we wind th- things down, uh, Mr. Fernando Romero, old friend of mine, a good friend of mine. I uh, is there anything in closing you'd like to say to our listening audience? Well, the the, the thing is that politics. Many of us, or many people, dislike them. However, politics commands us. They 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 is the political world. That, that makes the world go round. Mm-hmm. And you must participate. You must vote. We need to vote, particularly now when you have uh, a party, uh, and I'll mention the, the Republican Party that's going a little haywire, and we need to counteract that because if we don't, uh, we will be in a, a lot of, of, of trouble, I think. Uh, I mean, we have a guy running for Secretary of State who doesn't believe uh, that we have a president... Uh, on board already by the name of Joe Biden. And this Secretary of State is, is, is wanting to uh, really eliminate many of the uh, progresses that we've, as a, as a community, as a state, have accomplished. Right. And, and so we need to vote. We need to just take part in, in the electoral process. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen out there, veterans in particular, since it's the Veteran Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More, Mr. Jose Romero, thank you, man, for for your comments and your words of wisdom. And certainly agree, we got to vote. Thanks, Fernando. Thank you, sir. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Good morning once again. This is 91.5 Jazz and More with Veterans Affairs. I'm your host, Dave Washington. We have our final guest, Ms. Sheika Holloway. How are you doing today, young lady? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. I was uh, certainly want to give get an opportunity to have you on, on air and talking to folks out there in our community. A uh, quick question. Are you a native Las Vegas? Yes, I was born and raised here. I really don't want to say my age, but it's been over 40 years now uh-huh. I've been born and raised here. <laughs> so where did you go to school at? I went to um, Rancho High School. Okay. Great. Wonderful. Now, I ask you to be on here because certainly uh, knowing that you are a young businesswoman and my wife has been a customer of yours for many, many years, and I am one as well uh, working with your daughter. So uh, please tell our listening audience about your business. Um, I own a nail salon in the historical West Las Vegas. Um, We've been open since 2019, but I've been in the business for over 30 years. Mm. So you, but at your current location, which is, what is the address? Um, It's 1100 North Martin Luther King Suite B. And the salon is called Before and After Nail Boutique. Okay. When and how did you decide to go into this particular type of business? Um, I started off as a single mom, and I wanted something that was um, a little bit more flexible for me to raise my children. Uh-huh. Um, so so I, I decided to get into the beauty industry to, you know, make an income for to to take care of my children. Right. And I've been to several salons around Las Vegas, and then I decided that I wanted to bring the salon back to my community, mm-hmm. to the west side of Las Vegas, because we spend so much money in other communities and other places and other people's nail establishments. Right. And I wanted, I wanted to bring it to my community for my people to come and support us. Yeah, and you being right around the corner from our house, man, because I'd be telling her, didn't you just have your nails done? And she said, yeah, and I'm finna get them done again. So what do you, t- why do you ask? So I have to leave that alone. Look, I know that from what I know about uh, this business, there are what they call stations inside the facility. How many yeah. stations do you have, and are there any open stations? And I say that for the pur- purpose of maybe we can get some recruitment done to, to get you some folks who may be interested. Yes, we have a total of six stations, mm-hmm. and we have three stations full, and we need we need three more people. So if there's anybody out there that's looking to become an entrepreneur in the nail industry, come, come look us up. Um, the number here is... 702-780-4131. Just give us a call and stop by the salon and take a look. So what is your hours of operation? 
and and we day and days, night. I should say. Okay, we're open Tuesday through Saturday, mm-hmm. nine a.m. to six p.m. Okay, nine a.m. to six p.m. Great. Yes. And so, from a recruitment standpoint, I know that there. I, I assume that there are several different places where students or folks who are wanting to get into this business go learn their skills. And and I was just wondering, do you have any contact with them at all with respect to, or do you want more seasoned uh, folks to, to fill those three stations that you have open? No, um, I'll, I'll take students. I'll take um, new graduates. We'll take seasoned, seasoned veterans. It really doesn't matter. Um, if you're newly into the business, I do not have a problem with helping you, training you, because I am a licensed nail instructor as well. Oh, really? So I don't, yes, I don't need you to be, I need you to know your craft, uh-huh. but we're here, I'm here to help, help you build your craft. So if That's so, what I'm here to do. Sure. So someone who, who's fresh out of school, you can continue to, to coach them to uh, enhance or hone their skill. Yes, that's, that's, that's the purpose. That, I, that was one of the reasons I wanted to be here as well, to be able to help clients, to help the entrepreneur build so they're able to, to grow and move on to their own establishment. I'm here as a stepping stone. I don't want anybody to just stay here forever. I want you to grow your business and move on and open your own establishment. That is the purpose for me being here. That is a great purpose. And, uh, I trust that God will continue to bless you because you have the right idea. I think as as business folks, the the coaching of others to hone their skill and and the business part is something that sometimes people don't think about. See, being a technician or whatever the title, and I don't want to butcher it, but, but what do, what what, what is the what is the proper title for for one who does nails? What is the proper title? Um, it's different. It's it's manicurist, nail technician. Okay. Nail tech, it's 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 a couple different ones. Okay, but I, I want to be respectful. So, again, for <laughs> for those for those who are out there who who may be listening in, and you're a student of this craft, uh, there's opportunity for you. And Miss um, Holloway is is trained to to help to enhance uh, one of you who may be new and fresh at this business to to grow that, to include stepping out on your own, which is an honorable thing to do because uh, having your own business is not an easy thing, but it's certainly an honorable thing, and it's an opportunity. And, and I like what you said early on with respect to uh, yourself being a single mom at the time that you were interested in doing this so you could have more time with your children. That's, that's, that's quite... Uh, an honorable thing for a young person to be willing to do uh, because sometimes we know that, that folks don't want to necessarily be they male or female, take care of their children. And you laid out a plan that allowed you to do that and do that well. So uh, we appreciate you in doing what you're doing. Is there anything that you'd like to say in closing with respect to recruitment, et cetera, et cetera, with respect to your business and your location and hours again, if you would repeat that, that would be great for the listening audience. Okay, the the business name is Before and After Nail Boutique. The address is 1100 North Martin Luther King, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89106. 89106. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) 
I love eight nine one zero six. And um, I. Uh, and then the hours are Monday. I mean Tuesday through Saturday, nine a.m. to six p.m. Is that so your, just give it, us a call. Is that, is that your daughter out here trying to tell you what you should be stating? <laughs> you no, know, that's actually my client. She's encouraging me because it's, this whole radio spacer thing, it, it made me a little nervous. So she's encouraging me in the background to <laughs> keep on going. Well, You're who, doing great. <laughs> and and, and, and who, who is your client? Just give your first name, client. Her name is Nina. Nina. Hey, Nina. Thank you for encouraging her because she needs to do this as a young business person. Hey, of course. I love Chica. All right. <laughs> well, we appreciate your time, your effort. So continue to do what you do. And uh, we know that God will continue to bless you. So once again, this is 91.5 Jazz and More with Veterans Affairs. And I am Dave Washington, your host. So uh, take care and we look forward to getting you back on again. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right. Take care. I must once again tell folks that, look, it's very important for you veterans who may need help to get a hold of Tony Marshall at 301-537-9465. And remember, you guys, vote, vote, vote. No matter who you vote for, vote for somebody. Thank you all again. Talk to you next month.